friends, it's me, Stephanie, your host of Immersive Crime. This week, we take a short immersion back to 2017, and once again, we are in the capital city of Columbus, Ohio. I really remember this story happening. I mean, it was only five years ago, so let's hope so, right? (laughs) But also, one of the locations in this story was on my way home from work, And I remember how this story just shook me for days and I couldn't stop thinking about the victim and her family and just what happened to her young life. This is the story of Reagan Tokes. Warning to listeners, this case will contain descriptions that may be triggering to some. As always, please listen with care. Let's get started. Sit back and visualize. The year is 2017. It's a couple short years before the COVID pandemic. It is February and wintry in the capital city of Columbus. When you would turn on the radio, some of the songs playing are Shape of You by Ed Sheeran and Can't Stop the Feeling by good old Justin Timberlake. We are going to the campus of The Ohio State University and the Short North. The Short North is an area full of nightlife, lots of restaurants, bars, shops. It's a place where you go to Big Fun. It's a toy store. has a bunch of vintage toys. Basically, any toy you could ever think of is in that Big Fun store that is in the short north. Parking in this area is either on the street, parallel parking, in a garage where you pay to park, or in the dark neighborhoods nearby where the streetlights are few and far between. The neighborhoods aren't run down or bad by any means. I'm sure there are different parts of the neighborhoods that might be worse than others. It's mostly students, um, but in the winter, hardly anyone is out and about and walking around, so it gets to be pretty quiet and creepy out there. And in this area is where Reagan worked at a bar restaurant called Bodega. So I would like to tell you more about Reagan Tokes. Reagan Delaney Tokes was born in the Ohio southern neighbor of Kentucky in March of 1995. Her parents are Toby and Lisa Tokes, and she had a younger sister named Mackenzie. They moved into Ohio long enough for sources to say she was raised here. She graduated from the Anthony Wayne High School with a 4.5 GPA, which is outstanding, and she was also a student athlete. She played lacrosse and tennis, which is even more crazy to think that she was so busy with sports and got all of her schoolwork done and studied and passed tests. So pretty great. Reagan knew that she wanted to attend The Ohio State University and be a Buckeye ever since she was a small child. After graduating high school, she started attending OSU with her major being in psychology. Her parents and younger sister moved to Florida, leaving Reagan in Ohio with extended family nearby. She knew what she wanted her life to be from the start of becoming a Buckeye. Reagan's plans included graduating and moving to Cleveland to work at the Cleveland Clinic. She also aspired to get an extended degree in psychology to eventually be able to open her own practice. 
she was on track to graduate from Ohio State in May of 2017. That brings us to February 8th of 2017, three months before Reagan is set to graduate from The Ohio State University. She is at work at Bodega and is finishing up her shift. Right before leaving, Reagan had texted her father saying that she would give her parents a call when she got home from work. When she left the bar, it was around 9.45 p.m. Since it was winter, it was dark outside, and Reagan had to walk to her car that she parked in a neighborhood a couple blocks away from Bodega. Reagan's parents attempted to get a hold of her all night long because it wasn't like her not to follow through with a call. Around 2 a.m., the Reagan's parents stated that her phone went dead, leaving Toby and Lisa to grow ever fearful of the whereabouts of their daughter. Reagan's parents learned from friends and professors that she did not attend class on February 9th. This prompted them to file a missing persons report and started making postings on social media. Shortly after the missing persons report was filed, a park goer discovered the remains of Reagan Tokes in the Scioto Grove Metro Park outside of Grove City. Now, Grove City is located about 11 miles from Short North and it's south. Um, it's a, another suburban um, area of Columbus. So please be warned, the next part of the story will contain more graphic descriptions that may be triggering to some. As always, please listen with care. Reagan's remains were found naked in a field close to the entrance of the Metro Park. She was identified by a necklace that she was wearing and a tattoo that was in the description of the missing persons report. Eventually, her uncle would identify her remains at the coroner's office. The forensic pathologist report stated that two, two bullets were recovered in the head of Reagan Tokes during the autopsy and stated that these shots were made at close range in execution style. During the investigation, detectives reviewed many forms of recordings from the area and discovered a capture of the front license plate of Reagan's car. This led the authorities to find her car in a southeast Columbus area, and in the car and on the ground were cigarette butts. These were collected for DNA purposes. Also in the car was a gas can. When the investigators reviewed camera footage from around the area, they found a man buying a gas can on tape. This paired with the DNA found on a cigarette butt and the rape kit that was completed on the remains of Reagan revealed that man was Brian Goldsby. Goldsby was arrested by SWAT officers on February 11th at 4 a.m. Talk about a surprise ambush arrest. At the precinct, he was interrogated by Detective Forney. Goldsby confessed to forcing... Reagan to drive to ATMs to make withdrawals. These withdrawals were declined at two banks in the amounts of $500 each. However, he denied having any sexual contact with her or having a gun. This is when detectives came up with a new strategy. They suggested to Goldsby that he must have had an accomplice, and Goldsby bit. He made up a story where a man named TJ demanded money from him and told him that he would harm his children if he didn't give him any. He said that TJ forced him to rape Tokes at gunpoint.
and he is quoted as saying, I just wanted to run and call the cops for real. I could have, but at the same time, I didn't want to put my babies in jeopardy, end quote. At the park, TJ forced Tokes to undress and he shot her in the head. This is what Goldsby told detectives. Though detectives knew Goldsby was lying about the accomplice, they pretended to believe him. Now, while in jail, Goldsby did some talking. He confessed to a friend and to the mother of his child that he murdered Tokes. With the information that was provided by the confession and with the informants in jail, as well as his baby mama, the detectives were able to make a timeline. So that timeline kind of goes like this. 9.45, Reagan leaves work at Bodega. Shortly after, she runs into Goldsby, and this was backed up by a GPS tracking device that was not being properly monitored or watched by the company who placed this device, but we'll get into that a little later on down the story. Goldsby held her at gunpoint and forced her to drive the two ATMs, one at 1002, which was a Chase Bank, and the other was a Huntington Bank around 1014. Both of these transactions were the ones that were declined of $500. Around 10.18, Goldsby was in an alley with Reagan and was there for about 12 minutes. This is where the detectives are certain Reagan was sexually assaulted. After the alley, Goldsby makes Reagan drive to the Chase Bank and withdraw $60. They then stopped at two gas stations. One was at 11.12 and then the other was at 11.41 p.m. Goldsby then forced Reagan to drive to the Scioto Grove Metro Park there in Grove City, which is about 11 miles from where they were, where she followed all of, the, all of the demands that he placed on her in hopes to survive this horrific experience. Around 1.45, Goldsby took Reagan's car to his girlfriend's home where they went to McDonald's. He also gifted his girlfriend Reagan's black Kate Spade purse and wallet. Later, it was found that Goldsby disposed of the gun and, and casings into the sewer somewhere in the city. He also unsuccessfully tried to set Reagan's car on fire in attempts to destroy evidence, all because Goldsby had an extensive record. Brian Goldsby's record started as a juvenile with criminal trespassing, receiving stolen property, theft, shoplifting, criminal damaging, threatening his mother with a knife, and the list goes on. He was also convicted as a sex offender at a young age as he had raped a five-year-old girl and a six-year-old boy. And this was reported in sources that he was also a member of the Crips gang early in his youth. The big thing that happened was in November of 2010, Goldsby abducted a eight-month pregnant woman with her two-year-old son. And to summarize, the woman was getting her child out of the car and Goldsby came up behind her and held a knife to her throat and threatened her and her child. Goldsby then raped the woman in front of her child and forced her to drive to ATMs to get money. Does that sound familiar at all? 
When caught, the victim refused to testify, fearing for her and her child's lives. So Goldsby pleaded down to robbery and attempted rape in May of 2011. He was sentenced to six years in prison for the robbery charge and six years for attempted rape charge. His stint in prison was so problematic that he was moved around a lot before being released on a re-entry program for sex offenders and ex-offenders called Alvis. This is the people who are supposed to be actively monitoring the GPS device. Now, according to the exit program's founder, Goldsby had a pass to leave the house during what he claimed were his work hours. Goldsby parole officer also did not monitor his um, GPS tracking device either. Goldsby violated parole several times and committed six robberies without being sent to jail or prison. The parole violations, which included letting the battery on the GPS bracelet die, as well as spending several nights away from the exit program's housing center, were considered non-severe and did not warrant immediate sanctions. Do you sense my eye roll? Because there was a big one. The robberies Goldsby committed included January 24th of 2017, robbing a woman of $3 at knife point, January 27th, robbing a woman for some gift cards, February 1st, robbing a man and taking $20, February 2nd, abducting a man and forcing him to drive to an ATM at gunpoint and rob the man of $500, February 6th, pistol whipping a woman for $38, and February 7th, robbing a woman and taking her person bag. All of these things led up to the abduction and murder of Reagan Tokes, but nothing was done to him. Jury selection for the trial began on February 23rd of 2018. Defense attorneys have requested a change of venue due to the extensive media coverage surrounding the case, but Judge Mark Sarah denied it. The trial began on March 5th of 2018. Franklin County District Attorney Ron O'Brien told jurors in his opening statement that Tokes experienced a night of terror and that she was a psychology major who never made it to graduation because she was executed at point-blank range. On the second day, jurors were given a tour of where Tokes went the night of her murder, including Bodega and the Grove Metro Park. They viewed crime scene photos and heard from witnesses who discovered Tokes' body and from the detective as well. They also heard from three of Toke's roommates who testified about the night she went missing. They also identified the Kate Spade purse that Goldsby had stole and gave to his girlfriend. On March 7th, jurors heard from the ex-girlfriend of whom Goldsby had given the purse, along with an Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation agent and adult parole authority employee. On March 8th, prosecutors showed a video of Goldsby's interrogation by Detective Forney. In addition to the video, Detective Forney took the stand as a witness. On the final day of trial, forensic scientists testified that Goldsby's sperm was found in Reagan's body and that Reagan's DNA was inside the barrel of the gun that was recovered from the sewer. Both Goldsby's friends and the mother of his child also testified about his confessions to them. Franklin County Deputy Coroner Dr. Donald Pogeman described the two gunshot wounds that Reagan suffered, one of which was the result of the pistol being pressed to her temple. 
During closing arguments, prosecutors argued that Goldsby murdered Reagan to avoid being caught. Defense counsel argued in their closing arguments that Goldsby was not smart enough to plan Toke's murder and insisted that he killed her as a result of panic. Goldsby was convicted on all counts on March 13th, which would have been Reagan's 23rd birthday. When it came to determining the penalty, the jury could not agree. Four voters voted for life in prison and eight voted for death. Judge Mark Surratt sentenced Goldsby to life in prison on March 21st. During the sentencing, Surratt told Goldsby that his life was spared because of his upbringing, yet Tolk's life wasn't. Reagan did nothing wrong whatsoever, and yet she forfeited her life because of your background. You get spared because of your background, and yet she forfeited her life. After being sentenced to life in prison, he pleaded guilty to six robberies that occurred before Toke's murder. Goldsby is currently incarcerated at the Ohio State Penitentiary, a supermax prison in Youngstown, Ohio. In the end, Reagan's family started the Reagan Tokes Memorial Foundation after her death. The foundation works to reward students with scholarships, teach self-defense, and promote legislation aimed at reducing crime. Reagan Tokes, who would have graduated from The Ohio State University with a degree in psychology in May of 2017, was awarded a posthumous degree. On May 7th, during OSU's graduation ceremony, Reagan's parents and sister accepted the award from the then-president, Michael V. Drake. Reagan's family held a letter and spoke during the ceremony on her behalf. And it is as follows. Reagan Delaney Tokes wanted to be a Buckeye ever since she was a little girl. Today, her dream became a reality as she was awarded a diploma from The Ohio State University. As her parents and family, we are so proud of her and her accomplishments. It is heartbreaking that she was not able to accept the diploma herself, but we are so grateful to the university for presenting it to us for her. The opportunity for college education is a gift. Along with this gift, one must also have desire, dedication, discipline, and determination. Reagan had all of this and then some, and so did all the other students today who received their diploma. We congratulate them on their achievement and ask that they, that they take their gift and use it to make a difference in this world. Make it a better place as Reagan wanted to do but now isn't able to do physically. She has made a difference in this world, however, and her spirit all around us continues to do so. She has inspired so many to get involved, to bring about change, to love and care for one another, and most importantly, to restore and reaffirm their love for God. Love is ultimately the only thing that matters, and love never fades away or dies. Love is also the most important ingredient of success. Without it, life echoes emptiness. With it, life vibrates warmth and meaning. Even in hardships, love shines through. The love we have for our daughter allows us to celebrate her accomplishments today and find the strength to continue to live our lives and try to make a difference in this world ourselves. Love overcomes everything, including evil. Once again, our family has been so blessed by the tremendous generosity and kindness of the entire community has shown upon us to visit Columbus. 
We are so humbly grateful for the generous contributions and gestures that have been done for us and our family, our hearts consistently being replenished by all these acts of love. End quote. A Tranquility Garden in Toke's memory was created by the park of Scioto Grove and was officially dedicated to her on June 5th of 2019. It includes two large swings, paved paths, and over 1,000 plants, including bee balm, boxwood, and five buckeye trees to celebrate Toke's connection to The Ohio State University. Sorry, guys. The garden also has a Celtic symbol for love and a pond with birds and frogs. The plaque for the park has a Tiffany blue color, which was her favorite color, and says, In memory of life, so beautifully lived and a heart deeply loved. When viewed from above, the garden resembles an angel. There's also a tree planted near Mirror Lake that has a plaque on it for her that the university planted. And many people remember her. I apologize for being emotional. It's been a rough time for me lately, um, so excuse me. But as always, I want you to take time to think of Reagan today and say her name and tell people about her because she was here and she still matters. Until next time.